0: All right, welcome back once again, everybody. This is the Doctor Tree Fruit and Don Podcast. This is our sixth fruit bite. It's uh, I'm Don Seifer. I'm here with Carrie Peter. Say hi, Carrie. Hello. All right, and Carrie, you just have an update for yourself today, is that correct? Yes, I do. I've just got an update, a plant disease update. So, um, first of all, the reason why I wanted to get this update out is it's is the time for bitter rot management. We've had the absolute ideal conditions. It's been warm and it's been frequently wet. And the bitter rot spores are, are starting to probably, you know, do their thing in the orchard. And, you know, based on our research, it is this time of year. This is when it starts from mid to late June through harvest is when you really need to be most vigilant. So, folks, what does this mean as far as your management? One, do not let your management lapse, especially when you've got frequent rain events. So make sure you have your regular captan coverages. Uh, During this time where where there is frequent rain and you need something else with a little more oomph, this is when there's just a few other products that you can apply. So that's a Provia, uh, which is a FRAC 7. Remember, there's a 30-day PHI to a Provia. Omega, which is a FRAC 29, that's a 28-day PHI. And you want to use this at the full rate of 13.8 fluid ounces. Um, or if you're going to be, hopefully you're going to be tank mixing with Captain, you can drop that to a half rate of 6.9 fluid ounces. Just make sure you tank mix that with Captain because by itself at the half rates, only 50% control Flynn extra, which is Frac 11. That is a 14 day PHI Luna sensation, which is a Frac seven and 11, which is, is a 14 day PHI and Marivon, which is a Frac seven and 11 with the zero day PHI. So Provia, Omega, Flynn Extra, Luna Sensation, and maribon those are your best products to tank mix with Captan during this really critical period to keep your fruit free from bitter rot. Now, that's not the only message that I need to convey you need to make sure that you have protection on that fruit prior to the infection event, prior to the rain occurring. And that is because you need to make sure that that spore sees that fungicide on that fruit in order to be stopped in its tracks. And the reason why is that if that spore causes infection as it penetrates that fruit skin, it will go dormant and then there's no fungicides going to touch it. It's going to be very, very difficult to control because fungicides aren't tackling anything that's not growing actively growing. And so when it's dormant, it's pretty much the fungicides are unable to control it. So that's why you need the fungicide on prior to the wedding event. Now, this is in contrast to apple scab where there's some wiggle room with fungicides where you could come in after a wedding event. There's what we call reach back, which I don't like advocating, but it is a reality with, with fungicides and apple scab, which means it can stop uh, an infection in its tracks when it's actively infecting the leaf tissue that does not happen with bitter rot, or if it happens, it's not very effective. Let's put it that way. So I believe that's why a lot of growers have been caught in the past is that they've come in too late with their fungicides, be watching the weather, make sure you have fungicides on prior to that wedding event. And also if you have frequent wedding events, ask yourself, how old is that fungicide residue? on your fruitlets? Uh, Is it a week old? How many rainfalls has that fungicide been through? It's very, very important to ask these questions because I think this is what happened in 2018 when bitter rot exploded, is that we had a lot of rainfall occurring, fungicides were getting washed off, there were no residues, and bitter rot was able to explode in orchards, and we had really a lot of crop loss um, to bitter rot. So, this is really important for those susceptible cultivars. The most important being Honeycrisp. It is a magnet. It's your most profitable apple right now. So you want to be extra vigilant with your Honeycrisps and the fungicide um, protection with it. So again, I'll repeat it. Make sure that you've got your fungicides on prior to that wedding event. Uh, Captan is going to be your workhorse. So make sure you always have cap tan in your spray tanks. Make sure that you do regular cap tan sprays. During these really frequent rainy periods like this week, it's like it's raining every other day and we've gotten, you know, at least a tenth of an inch or more of rain and we've got quite a few wetness hours that are occurring, you know, more than 12 hours or so. Uh, you may want something a bit stronger tank mixed with that captan. So that's your Provia, Omega, Flinnextro, Luna Sensation, and Maribon. And people always ask me, well, what about this? What about this? As in fungicides that are not on my list that I just gave. We've tested uh, all the fungicides that are available to date. And these are the ones that work. If I don't mention it, it means it's not effective. Okay. Uh, So as far as organic options, Sulfur, unfortunately, is going to probably be your best bet, but you have to be careful about sulfur because of fruit russeting issues uh, when you've got temperatures 80 degrees or higher um, during any part of the day. So you have to be careful about that. We do see limited control with other organic options such as like serenade or double nickel, but you need to be really, really vigilant with those products and you have to be spraying them frequently because they do wash off. Uh, We are looking at um, Oso this year. Oso is a bit weaker. Oso is good for sooty blotch and fly spec. That's what I like it for. Um, But it seems that it's not as robust. Um, So just as an FYI, we have other irons in the fire with organic options. So I will report that probably next year. So that is your bitter rot update. The next update that I wanna give is about stone fruit, particularly bacterial spot on peach and nectarines. So this is just great conditions this week for bacterial spot. So you'll be seeing it on your leaves and on some varieties where you have infection, pre-pit hardening, you could be seeing it on your fruit. Um, Plums are notorious for getting uh, bacterial spot, especially when they're green. They look like black cracked lesions. So what are your options for bacterial spot right now? Well, on peaches and nectarines, you can do a rotation strategy, which can be oxytetracycline uh, rotated with copper, rotated with uh, bacterial-based products such as serenade or double nickel. Um, Regalia is also another option, but regalia can be a little sensitive on some varieties where we've seen some leaf spotting and some minor defoliation. So you you may want to watch out for regalia. Um, So as far as copper goes, um, copper is also just as important as oxytetracycline. And the research out of Rutgers has found that using copper at 0.5 ounces of metallic copper to one ounce of metallic copper per acre is a good rate for uh, controlling bacterial spot. Now, this will cause a little bit of def- um, little bit of phytotoxicity, but it just tells you that the copper is working. So, when we say 0.5 ounces of metallic copper, what does, exactly does that mean? Well, you're going to be looking at what the metallic copper amount per unit is on whatever copper you're using. So I will use two examples for you. So the first one's coside. So coside is 0.3 pounds of a metallic copper per pound of copper. And what that translates into the 0.5 ounce of metallic copper per acre is 1.7 ounces of coside. Now per acre, if you wanna bump that up to one ounce, or the 1% rate of coside um, at the one ounce metallic co- one ounce of metallic copper per acre, that would be 3.4 ounces per acre. So you just double it. Um, in the case of Cueva, the 0.5 ounce metallic copper um, per acre of Cueva is 25 fluid ounces of copper. And you can bump that up to 50 fluid ounces for the one ounce rate. I have talked about this in various articles I know you've gotten handouts at the grower meetings, um, but if you need more information about that 0.5 ounce or one ounce rate, I recommend that you Google Copper Rutgers bacterial spot because Normal Lancet has a nice article with a table and that's the best best way to find it Um, because I'm not sure, I don't believe, I I may not have linked it in my last article um, about bacterial spot, which was sent out last week. Uh, the last thing is about brown rot. Uh, and so brown rot, you can just get away with captan um, cover sprays. Uh, and then when you're in the third and fourth cover sprays, you could switch to sulfur to be a little cheaper and costs. And then typically um, the last cover spray before your pre-harvest brown rot sprays, uh, you would want to include captan again. At, I believe it was 3 one, two, five pounds, 3.125 pounds of captan in that fourth cover spray of, or the, the last, I should say the last cover spray before your pre-harvest spray. So we'll talk about pre-harvest sprays um, a little bit later, but right now for brown rot, all you want to be worrying about is on um, peaches and nectarines is just captan. As far as um, on cherries, I've been hearing some reports about brown rot on cherries, uh, you've got your options. Don't forget about the thiophanate methyl or TOPSIN. Uh, Some people forget about that, thinking that there's resistance. Actually, when we had studied this a few years ago, there seemed to be low resistance in the orchard of the fungus to the TOPSIN active ingredient. So don't forget about TOPSIN as one of your, you know, uh, fungicide rotation partners with regards to controlling brown rot. With frequently wet weather, I know it's going to be challenging. One way is opening up the canopy to your sweet cherries to allow for air movement. uh, And and also as far as the, you know, just regular fungicide sprays. Uh, Cherries can be tricky uh, as far as managing them just because of how dense they can be in the canopy and such. And uh, and the last thing is folks should be, um, you know, getting close to sour cherry harvest. tart cherry harvest soon. So don't forget about that cherry leaf spot. Um, I'm not seeing too much of it as far as um, it exploding uh, because I think it was a little drier um, during the cherry harvest active spore period in May. But just remember that after cherry, the sour cherry harvest, you want to be putting on post harvest fungicide sprays. And that is basically to slow down the rapid defoliation by cherry leaf spot post-harvest. So don't forget to do that. So make sure you file that in the back of your mind. So, and the last thing I'll mention is our Freck grower field day on July 7th, 2022, trying to pound the pavement with that. We've extended the deadline for registration to be June 30th, which is in about two weeks. There's gonna be pre um, field day demonstrations in the morning about peach management practices and smart sprayer technology. In the afternoon, we've got a lot going on with regards to, you know, uh, with robotics in the orchard and also crop load management um, post-harvest diseases, weed management, spotted and lanternfly, and also some biorenovation um, demonstration we'll also have, um, on display in one of, uh, on, on one parts of our property. So, uh, there should be an article going out, but if anyone wants to register, it is, there should be a registration form in the PA Fruit News. If you don't get the PA Fruit News and you want to attend our grower field day, which will be held at FRAC On July 7th, 2022, feel free to email me at kap22 at psu.edu. Don, did I miss anything? Not that I can think of. I think that was pretty (laughs) comprehensive in uh, in 14 minutes. So that's pretty (laughs) good. All right. So with that, folks, just stay vigilant about bitter rot, bacterial spot. Those are the big diseases you want to be thinking about right now. And remember, Freca Grower Field Day, we want to see you there July 7th, 2022. Awesome. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks a lot, Don. Bye, everybody. See you later.